the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You know, I think this is a very good reminder for us, considering just everything going on in the world today, all the chaos, all the craziness, you know, and all the fears and all of the anxiety. What are you trusting in? What are you putting your hope in? You're trusting in the Lord. Are you looking to Him? Is He your refuge? Is He your strength? Is that where your hope lies? Are you putting your hope in people? You know, the experts. Put your hope in the Lord. Trust in Him. Where do you go when things in your life are unsettled and chaotic? Who do you turn to for help? In today's message, Pastor Dan encourages you to consider how you react to the trials of life. Do you turn to the Lord, or like Zedekiah, the king of Israel, do you run to something else? You'll learn that Egypt represents something other than God. Man's strength and ways. Pastor Dan urges you to turn to the Lord in hard times. You can trust Him to help you no matter how big your problems may seem. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 17 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. says, And he took the king's offspring, and he made a covenant with him, and put him under oath. He also took away the mighty of the land, that the kingdom might be brought low, and not lift itself up, but that by keeping this covenant, it might stand. So after Nebuchadnezzar removed Jehoiachin as king and all the leadership of Judah. Then Nebuchadnezzar installed Zedekiah as king over Judah. And Zedekiah was Jehoiachin's uncle. He was a relative of Jehoiachin. Zedekiah was a puppet king of Judah. Notice in verse 13, it says, Nebuchadnezzar made a covenant with Zedekiah. He put him under an oath. Zedekiah was subject to Babylon and and served at the will of Babylon. If you look back in the first half of the chapter and verse 5, that's why he is described as a willow tree in verse 5. A willow tree bows down, if you can picture a willow tree in your mind. It's kind of a bowed down tree compared in contrast to a mighty cedar of Lebanon, this large, majestic, powerful tree that will stand forever. Now the new king, well, he's like a weeping willow, right? He's bowed down in verse 5, just as Zedekiah was bowed down to Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar. In verse 6, 
Now, Judah under Zedekiah is described as a vine. Again, no longer a mighty cedar tree, a cedar of Lebanon, but a vine that's just running along the ground. And it says in verse 6 that its branches were turned toward him. Its branches were turned toward Nebuchadnezzar, subject to him, submitted to him, and serving him. Now, verse 14 again says that the kingdom might be brought low like a vine. It's no longer a tall cedar of Lebanon. It's brought low like a vine and not lift itself up, but that by keeping his covenant, it might stand. So when Zedekiah was put in place as king over Judah, as the vassal king under Nebuchadnezzar, he, he made a covenant. Nebuchadnezzar forced him to make a covenant, promising to serve Babylon and to serve the interests of Babylon. So he's a low vine now. He's a willow. Then verse 15, it says, But he rebelled against him. Zedekiah rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar by sending his ambassadors to Egypt that they might give him horses and many people. Will he prosper in this? Will he who does such things escape? Can he break a covenant and still be delivered? So Zedekiah, when he's king, he reaches out to Egypt for help, military help against the Babylonians. Egypt is the second eagle in the parable. If you go back and look in verse 7, but there was another great eagle. That's Egypt. So Zedekiah rebelled against his covenant with Nebuchadnezzar He reached out to Egypt for help. But notice in verse 7, the second eagle is described as a great eagle with large wings and many feathers, but there's no mention of long pinions on the second eagle, as there was with the first eagle in the parable. Egypt did not have the military strength. Egypt did not have the military might that Babylon possessed. And as we know, it was a big mistake for Zedekiah to look to Egypt for help because Egypt didn't have the power, didn't have the military to really come against the Babylonians. But Zedekiah looks to Egypt for assistance, for help, to get him out of the situation he's in with Babylon. You know, recently in our study of Genesis, we've been talking about Abraham or Abram, and we talked about how Abram when there was a crisis in the land and a famine in the land, he went down to Egypt. He looked to Egypt uh, for help in time of crisis. And Egypt in scriptures frequently represents someone not trusting in God. Someone not trusting in God. Someone not walking by faith. It's It's the opposite of walking by faith. Turning to Egypt symbolizes turning to the world or turning to worldly ways or worldly solutions or trusting in your own strength, trusting in your own flesh, trusting in your own ability instead of trusting in God. And that's what Zedekiah does. Just as Abraham went to Egypt, Zedekiah is looking to Egypt for help. Zedekiah and the kingdom of Judah 
They didn't turn to God in their hour of need. They turned to Egypt. And again, how often have we have seen in our study through the prophets, and even before that, when we were going through Kings and Chronicles, where the, Lord's, where the Lord asked them to turn to him. If my people who are called by my name, right? will pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will answer them. I will heal their land. But they won't do that. Instead of turning to God and praying and seeking God and asking God for help and intervention, they look to Egypt. They look to the world. They look for another way other than God. You know, the Bible warns us uh, in many places about the folly of turning to Egypt in our time of need. Let me just share some verses with you. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 1, it says, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, and who devise plans, but not of my spirit. They, they take counsel. They're seeking counsel, advice on what to do, but they're not seeking it from the Lord. They devise plans. They come up with a plan, but it's, it's, not, a, it's not from the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not spirit-led. It's not God leading them. That they may add sin to sin. Who walk to go down to Egypt and have not asked my advice to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. God says they haven't asked my advice. Have you ever had someone say to you, well, did you pray about it? Have you prayed? Have you asked God what he thinks you should do? Well, they weren't seeking God's advice. They were going down to Egypt. They, they were seeking to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore, the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame and trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation, God says. Over in Isaiah 31, verse 1. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they are many, and in horsemen because they are very strong, but who do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. They're trusting in the horses of Egypt, and the chariots, the, the military might. That's what we need. We need the army of Egypt to rescue us. They look to Egypt's strength instead of looking to the Holy One of Israel and seeking the Lord for help. Yet he also is wise and will bring disaster and will not call back his words, but will arise against the house of evildoers, against the help of those who work iniquity. Now, listen to what he says. Now, the Egyptians are men and not God. They're just men. They're just people. They're not God. You've got access to the God of the universe. Why would you ever look to men for help? You've got God who invites you to come to him in your time of need. And he, he tells us to come boldly to his throne of grace. We don't have to come timidly. We can come boldly to his throne of grace in our time of need. They're just men, he says. They're not God, and their horses are just flesh and not spirit. We've got, we've got the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in us if you're a believer. The Holy Spirit of God. 
in us to lead us and guide us and direct us. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, both he who helps will fall and he who is helped will fall down. They all will perish, the Lord says. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. In Isaiah 36, verse 6, there the Lord says, Look, you are trusting in the staff of this broken reed, Egypt, on which if a man leans, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who trust in him. He says, you're you're leaning on Egypt to help you. It's a broken staff. You're going to lean on Egypt and you're going to get pierced. You're going to to get harmed by doing that. Uh, In the Psalms, Psalm 33, Psalm 33, 16, No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Our hope is in the Lord. Our trust is in the Lord. Jeremiah 17.5, and this is the last one, I promise. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the Lord. You're just inviting a a curse, just hardship and disappointment if you put your trust in man and make your flesh your strength instead of the Lord. It's during times of trial and during times of crisis that we should draw near to God. We should call upon the name of God of the Lord and and resist the desire to take matters into our own hands and to take action in our own strength and our own flesh and to come up with our own solution or to look to the world and others, other people, just people, sinners just like us, and look to them for help and answers. We should look to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge Him and allow Him to direct your steps. Don't lean on your own understanding. Seek His will. Allow Him to direct you through the crisis. But here, here, Zedekiah, he looked to Egypt. And God tells him he's not going to prosper by looking to Egypt In the Psalms, in Psalm 62, it says, My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge 
and rock where no enemy can reach me. It goes on to say, O my people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. Egypt is not our refuge. God is our refuge. We look to Him. He's our refuge. He's our safety. Proverbs 18, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to Him and are safe. Zedekiah looked to Egypt. You know, I think this is a very good reminder for us, considering just everything going on in the world today, all the chaos, all the craziness, you know, and all the fears and all of the anxiety. What are you trusting in? What are you putting your hope in? Are you trusting in the Lord? Are you looking to Him? Is He your refuge? Is He your strength? Is that where your hope lies? Are you putting your hope in people? <laughs> you know, the experts. Put your hope in the Lord. Trust in Him. He's the only one that can save you. So verse 16 now, going back to the passage here. Verse 16. Watch what the Lord says here. As I live, says the Lord God, surely in the place where the king dwells who made him king, whose oath he despised and whose covenant he broke with him in the midst of Babylon, he shall die Nor will Pharaoh with his mighty army and great company do anything in the war when they heap up a siege mound and build a wall to cut off many persons. Since he despised the oath by breaking the covenant and in fact gave his hand and still did all these things, he shall not escape. God declares here of Zedekiah, he says, in the midst of Babylon, He shall die. Speaking of Zedekiah, he says, Nor will Pharaoh with his mighty army and great company do anything in the war. Whatever promises Egypt made to Zedekiah, Egypt is not going to deliver. Egypt is not going to come through for Zedekiah. There will be no help at all. Zedekiah will die in Babylon. If you remember the story of Zedekiah, when he was captured by the Babylonians before the Babylonians carried him off to Babylon. You remember uh, Nebuchadnezzar killed his, his sons in front of his eyes and then gouged out Zedekiah's eyes so that the last thing he saw was the brutal death of his own children. And then he was carried off to Babylon. Uh, And we're told in Jeremiah chapter 52 verse 11 that Zedekiah remained in Babylon Until his death. I want you to see here what the Lord says in verse 19. Therefore thus says the Lord God. As I live. Notice what he says. Surely my oath. Which he despised. And my covenant which he broke. I will recompense. On his own head. I will spread my net over him. And he shall be taken in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and try him there for the treason which he committed against me. All his fugitives with all his troops shall fall by the sword. And those who remain shall be scattered to every wind. And you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken. Now I want you to see here what he says about Zedekiah in verse 19. God says Zedekiah despised 
my oath and my covenant he broke. He says that Zedekiah is guilty of treason against the Lord. Now, as I said earlier, when the Babylonians would conquer a nation and they would install a a vassal king, they would require that, that vassal king or that puppet king to swear allegiance to Babylon, to make an oath, swearing allegiance to Babylon. And the Babylonians required that they would make that oath in the name of their own God, in this case, Yahweh, Jehovah. So Zedekiah, when he became king, he made an oath to Babylon. He swore his allegiance to them in the name of the Lord Yahweh. And we see this over in 2 Chronicles. I want you to turn there so you can see it in your own Bible. 2 Chronicles chapter 36, beginning in verse 11, it says, Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar installs him as king. He was 21 years old when he became king. And he reigned for 11 years in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. And he did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet. Who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. Verse 13. And he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar who had made him swear an oath by God. But he stiffened his neck and he hardened his heart against turning to the Lord God of Israel. So here here we're told that Zedekiah made an oath to Nebuchadnezzar. This is what the Babylonians made any of their puppet kings, all of their puppet kings do. They had to make an oath, they had to swear allegiance, and they had to make the oath by their own God. And that's what Zedekiah did. And what's important for us, going back now to Ezekiel 17, is we see, and this is the important part, God expected Zedekiah to keep that oath. God expected Zedekiah to keep that oath. Even though Zedekiah made this promise to a pagan king, to a non-believer, even though Zedekiah made the oath under very unusual circumstances, under duress, uh, and Zedekiah could argue, hey, you know, what choice did I have? It was Nebuchadnezzar in the Babylonian army. He told me to make an oath to my God. You know, what else was I supposed to say? Uh, Zedekiah could say, hey, I was was 21 years old. Come on. It was barely legal. You can't really hold me to to an oath I made when I was 21 under duress. Even though when he made this oath, he didn't know that that Egypt was going to offer help. And his circumstances changed. He could say, hey, when I made that oath, I didn't know the Egyptians were going to offer to help us out. If I would have known that, I wouldn't have made the oath. The circumstances change. The details change. You can't, you can't hold me obligated to this oath that I made when I was 21, you know, under, under difficult, stressful circumstances, when I didn't know that things would change over time and that the Egyptians would offer their help. He asked me how I know, and I 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study. And we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize